Good morning and welcome to those of you who are gathered here with us in person and welcome to those who have logged in to join us in worship over the internet. It is good that we are severally and together to worship God. Before the service proper starts, I'm going to hand over to the rector, Dave. Morning everybody, lovely to see you here. I'm leading the service down at St Andrews so can't stay long but wanted to just come and share a few updates and explain a few things that have been given out to you this morning. Uh, Firstly some updates, some really encouraging updates. Um, We have made two appointments in the last um, couple of weeks. So Ruth Wharton, um, who you most of you, I hope, will know, here, is, uh, has been appointed as our Assistance Children and Families Ministry Leader to support Helen and allow Helen and, and that work to expand. So she's going to be working 12 hours a week. Uh, particularly, I'm trying to get her connected into our schools. And just to give you an example of, of what we're going to be doing in our schools in the next three weeks, uh, we've got Experience Easter coming up where um, each of our schools, the parish, the wells, and the witch, are going to be either coming into church or coming in, we're doing it in their schools, um, in small groups, going around stations of the Easter story. It's amazing, fantastic. We now actually, at St Andrews, have the lady who wrote that material as part of our church as well, which is even more amazing. So just about all of our children from the three schools will have that, an hour's experience of the Easter story coming up. We've also just fixed up Forefront Theatre Company, to come and do their latest production in our three schools, uh, which is uh, about the parables of Jesus. Uh, I think it'll be great, sounds brilliant. So they are going to do that in each of our three schools. We've got one of the productions free from a fundraiser that was last weekend, and we church are paying for the other two. Um, You may not, I just want to encourage you, you may not always see children here at 10.30, but actually this church is hugely involved in ministry to children throughout the week. So please, please be encouraged by that, and will you pray for those things particularly? It's really, really exciting opportunities. Uh, There's another opportunity I found out about this week too. So that's good news there. We've also this week appointed Jan Mitchell, who's Tristan's wife. If you know Tristan Mitchell, they've been coming to St Andrews for about 18 months as our um, extra administrator. She'll be doing 15 hours a week to release um, Liz Saunders from some of her operations manager role to allow her, allow her to be the, minister, the youth ministry leader temporarily while we explore where God's calling us with that. Um, already with that, just to see what's happened with that, um, she was able to take a, a load of our, about five or six of our youth last night to a big event in um, Worcester where there are over 100 young people, which is happening once a term now. Amazing evening, I think they had. And five of our young people made commitments to Christ on Friday night. That is what you guys are enabling. Also, the young people, there's at least 12 of them, we're hoping to have a few more, are going on a weekend away over Palm Sunday weekend away. We've combined our youth with um, Colwell Youth Group, and so Colwell Youth Group had this booking in, and we are taking it over, if you like, and some of the Colwell, old Colwell Youth Group are coming as well. 
um, that's at the Gaines Centre in a couple of weeks' time. Really, really exciting stuff. Um, I just want you to say God's at work. God's at work big time. And I've just come back from um, the New Wine Leaders Conference this week. I've been up in Harrogate Tuesday to Thursday with 1,800 church leaders from across the country. And I want you to be encouraged to say the church... Uh, there's been difficult things going, going in the press about the church lately, some difficult challenges, but the church is alive and well, and God is on the move, uh, particularly amongst young people. So some of the stuff from the Asbury revival in, or whatever it's been in America that some of us, some of you will have heard me talk about is coming, you know, there, there are signs of that really happening in, in Britain as well. You know, we had a couple of people who shared stories of their worship services, particularly with young people, going on till half past one in the morning because God was moving and no one wanted to go home. Other services, that, that young people going to services and then actually going to McDonald's and carrying on their prayer meetings in McDonald's because God is on the move. I honestly think that in my 11 years of ministry, formal ministry, ordained ministry, I've never known a time where God is on the move as much as he is at the moment. And I want you to encourage you to pray. And I want to say that isn't just out there. It's here in Malvern too. Our prayer meeting on Friday morning at St Andrews, God took it over. And normally we pray 9 till 9.45. At 9.30 I said, hang on a minute, we don't need to stop at 9.45. And at 10.15 we decided we'd better go and do some work. Um, no, actually, some different work because prayer is the most important work we can do. But God was doing something, and actually we were praying like we've never prayed before. And I just really encourage you, you know, we've put these extra Zoom prayer meetings in on Monday evenings and Tuesday mornings. Um, the St. Andrew's prayer meeting and the All Saints prayer meeting are not just for All Saints or St. Andrew's. They are St. Andrew's and All Saints prayer meetings happening in those different places. So come down to St. Andrew's and pray on a Friday morning. Uh, that would be such a great encouragement. I'm encouraging St. Andrew's people to come up here on a Wednesday morning and pray. But God is doing something. I better be quick, otherwise I'll miss <laughs> leaving at St. Andrew's. Um, two things that you're being given out today. Uh, I did some printing and thought we'd do two for the price of one. Well, not quite for the price of one. Um, there's this pink card, purple card for Lent, um, which ties in with what we're going to preach on this morning, which is about fasting. And it's just encouraging people to think about fasting in some sort of way. I'm not going to preach a sermon now because I think Jeff's preaching on it a bit later. But we encourage you to actually not just hear a sermon about it today, but to think, what might that look like for me to go and do that? Uh, it might be fasting of, an, of a meal. It might be fasting for a whole day. It might be fasting over watching television or something that else that you enjoy. Um, some key guidelines on here about how to do that safely, and particularly if you've got um, health issues, uh, just please be careful and read the instructions on that talks about staying hydrated and breaking your fasts, not with a feast, and etc. Really helpful guidance. I also put a link on the mailing about that this week. So I encourage you to, to stick that in your Bibles and pray. How might I do that? And I've got a, a, one of our members at St Andrews is um, sharing a story this morning about how she's been fasted. She felt God call her to fast for 40 days, not not she hasn't eaten for 40 days, but I don't know exactly what she did. But for our young people, and I think we've seen the fruit of that. 
And my challenge to you is, you know, God's doing something with our young people in this country. Would you fast and pray for our young people particularly? That's what you guys up here can particularly do and be part of this story that God's doing. On the back, um, there's also um, just a little thing which we're encouraging people to do about reviewing your day, or or some people call it the examine. Uh, We've talked about it in some ways before. This little card has been put together by the Prayer Strategic Group, which um, Keith and um, Susan are are All Saints representatives of, so I'm just speaking on their behalf. But they, they want to really encourage people to do the reviewing of the day throughout Lent as an extra little special discipline of offering our days to God and, and details on there. Talk to them, talk to me, talk to others if you want to know more about that. Um, so put those in your Bible and um, just keep looking at them each day. And I've also just also reprinted these, which we put out about four years ago now, I think, which is our St. Andrew's and All Saints Prayer. I want you to place spot the difference because they are not the same as the old ones. There's one very important extra that we've added on, which I'm delighted that we've added on. But also on the back of that, it just gives you an opportunity to pray for five people and to write five names down. Now, I'm delighted to know that when I last wrote this, one of the names of the people I wrote on my card is sitting in this congregation right now, and they will have no idea that actually their name was down on my bit of paper which is an encouragement to me. But I would love to encourage you to just go and do that fresh. Ask God, who can I particularly pray for every day of Lent? Maybe it talks about praying blessing on three places too. It might be that you say, I'm going to pray for the witch school, or I'm going to pray for the octagon, or I'm going to pray for my road. Just write those out and just put that in your Bible, and each day just spend three minutes praying for those things. But can I encourage you to do one thing extra? I would really love you for one of everybody's names to be one of our young people. Now, if you don't know any names of our young people, please email Liz Saunders this week and say, can you give me a name of one of our young people who I can pray for? You may not even know who they are. She would be so encouraged by that. And I think this is a time where God's calling us to pray for our young people. So there's some challenges today. The other thing I I brought up, I preached last week on meditating on Scripture and just put this handout um, out with a whole load of potential Scriptures to meditate on through Lent. Um, I've printed some copies out of the back if you want to take them. You really need to listen to my sermon for it to make um, sense-ish. But if you want to, they're there for you. I didn't want you to miss out. Can I pray for you and for us? Lord, I thank you for what you are doing in our nation, in our world, and in our churches here in Malvern. And we particularly pray for our young people and children. I thank you for our schools and for the opportunities we've got in these next few weeks to reach these young people with the good news of your kingdom and of your gospel. And I pray that actually what we've seen start, will you will grow into something really significant. And in a few months' time, we'll be rejoicing at what you've been doing. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Fasting doesn't have to be about giving up food. You could, and we, I would just love for some of you to feel what I will give up is the extra 10 minutes in bed on a Wednesday morning so that you can get here for 9 o'clock for half an hour's prayer during Lent. It would be lovely to see 
Um, we, meet, we meet downstairs in the crypt, nine o'clock Wednesday morning. That would be brilliant. Oh, brilliant. I'm, I'm sorry there was nobody here uh, last Wednesday. Uh, there were good reasons why those of us with keys weren't here. Um, I guess some of you will know that uh, I was not here because I was actually in North Yorkshire at my brother-in-law's funeral, uh, which was brilliant. You know, what a proclamation of the gospel. Um, but uh, this Wednesday, I will be here to pray with a key. You will be able to get in. Um, so that, that, that will be good. Um, what else was it? Ah, yes. We've talked about appointments being made within the benefice. But I have to tell you that things are also happening at the Littleton Well in the centre of town. Um, where all our churches across the town come together or members from all the churches come together and we have a central Christian witness right there in the centre of town. But our two main managers, John and Matthew, have now left. But two new appointments have been made. Um, Sheila... Some of you will know Sheila Joyce, who worshipped here with us for a time. Uh, she has been appointed to take on finance. And Simon, whose surname I temporarily forget, um, who worships at St Andrews, has also been appointed as a manager at the Littleton Well. They've obviously got to give uh, notice in, so they can't start till the end of the month. So do pray for the Littleton Well this month. And if you want to do something practical, because after all, two of our members here are trustees at the Littleton Well, Ken and Kathleen. Um, but next Saturday evening, there is a quiz to raise funds at the Littleton Well. 7 for 7.30 in the hall at the Littleton Rooms. Um, it's a really good quiz. I know that. I've just written it. Um, Oh, no, that'll put you off. Anyway, that, uh, we'd love to see you praying for the Littleton Well and all those who volunteer there and all those who work there and come and support us at the, uh, at the quiz next Saturday evening. And finally, we're coming up to that APCM time, that time when we need to review the electoral roll. Um, and the current role is on display at the back of the church. And if you aren't on it and would like to be on it, there are forms. Uh, talk to Sarah or talk to me or somebody at the end of the service and we can make sure that you've got the yellow form from the back of church to fill in so that you can be a full member of this church. I think... We've had more than enough of saying what's going on. But that is understanding what's going on in, the in this church, in the benefice, in the town, is part of our worship. And today we're talking particularly about fasting one way or another. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would teach us to pray. Come among us now. Be with us as we worship you. 
And as we say together, Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Let's stand, if we are able, and do just that. Light of the world.
Would you like to be seated as we come to the prayer for the second Sunday of Lent? Almighty God, you show to those who are in error the light of your truth, that they may return to the way of righteousness. Grant to all those who are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's religion that they may reject those things that are contrary to their profession and follow all such things as are agreeable to the same. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And so as we seek to develop holy habits, as we seek to walk more closely with God, we know that so often we fail, so often we get things wrong, but we have a merciful God whose anger may last for a moment, but whose favour lasts for a lifetime. So we pray together. Most merciful God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we confess that we have sinned in thought, word and deed, we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbours as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive what we have been. Help us to amend what we are and direct what we shall be, that we may do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with you, our God. Amen. Almighty God, slow to anger and forgiving all who are truly sorry, have mercy upon each one of us, pardon and deliver us from all our sins, confirm and strengthen us in all goodness, and keep us in eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So let's stand and sing, and it's a prayer really, Jesus, take me as I am.
If you'd like to sit down, patients will come and bring some readings to us. Our first reading is from Matthew chapter 6, starting at the 16th verse. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, Put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And now Luke chapter 4, starting at the first verse. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the desert, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, man does not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor, for it has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. So if you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, It says, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit and news about him spread through the whole countryside. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I've always been fascinated by the Japanese art of growing bonsai trees. It takes a great deal of skill and infinite care and patience to nurture these beautiful miniatures 
of full-size trees. Careful pruning, training the branches with wires and trimming them. A legendary bonsai master by the name of Kiyako Yamamoto says this, Shaping nature in this way is a discipline that demands lifelong devotion. The world's most famous bonsai tree is this one. It's 400 years old, but that's not unusual. What is remarkable about this bonsai tree is that it survived the Hiroshima atomic bomb blast and is still flourishing today. Now, I want to suggest to you this morning that the art of creating a bonsai tree is a little bit like the work of God the Father in creating disciples of Jesus Christ in the power of the Spirit. He is, after all, the gardener where the branches. He prunes us, Jesus tells us in John 15, where his workmanship. And just as the bonsai artist uses wires to discipline and train the branches, so the Lord our God disciplines us to shape us into the likeness of Christ. There is, after all, a connection between discipline and disciple. And just as the bonsai artist has specialist tools to use in creating the masterpiece, so the Lord our God has certain tools that he uses to shape us into the likeness of Christ. Richard Foster, who wrote this book, Celebration of Discipline, lists some of the spiritual disciplines. And this is what we're looking at during Lent. Last week we looked at meditating on scripture with Peter. This week we're focusing on fasting. Our focus on fasting, as we've already mentioned, is a bit wider than just fasting from food. Although we know the Lord Jesus Christ exercised a mammoth fast for 40 days. And he must have had such incredible self-discipline to deny himself like that. And of course he said to us that if we want to be his disciples, then we too need some discipline and self-denial. Traditionally, of course, that does refer to food. And people who practice fasting say things like it sharpens the mind, it gives them a spiritual edge, it makes them realise how much they depend upon the Lord. Now, there's some very sound advice on fasting on this little card that we've been given this morning if you do decide to practice it. But as Richard Foster points out, there are many other ways to practice abstinence. And I just want to share with you a few brief stories about people who've chosen other ways. Take Marcia, for example. She suffers from diabetes, so she has to be a bit careful about what she eats and doesn't eat. But she has decided to abstain from her mobile phone for 24 hours once a week. Have you ever tried doing that? It's actually quite difficult. She found it difficult. 
Every single Saturday, she turns off her phone, turns off her iPad, doesn't answer emails or texts. She's, of course, told all her friends they can't contact her on a Saturday. But she said to me she finds it the most valuable day of the week. She spends the day in praying, in reading, in walking, in listening to music. And now, after five years of doing it every Saturday, she wouldn't dream of giving it up. And then there's this chap I know called Rob, who is a real television addict. He watches TV just to relax. He loves detective uh, series on the TV. He switches it on when he goes home, gets home from work and switches it off when he goes to bed every single night. A few years back, he decided to have one night a week where he would not turn the television on. It was a struggle. But, he said... In the end, that night, that one evening has become more precious to him than all the other evenings put together. And then there's a lady I know who loves to chat. And she's been trying to include some times of silence in her week. By silence, she just means not talking. Well, Ecclesiastes says there's a time to be silent and a time to speak. And let's be quick to listen and slow to speak, says James. So she just abstains from talking for a few hours each week. A great old saint once said, I have often repented of having spoken, but never of having remained silent. Are there times when it would be beneficial not to speak. Well, you might be thinking to yourself, why doesn't he practice what he preaches and shut up now? Then there's another. Well, of course, we can practice that if we come to the waiting room. An hour of silence once a month. The last one was on 15th of February. I think the next one's on the 15th of March. Come along and practice not speaking for a period of time. And then there's another kind of abstaining suggested by Richard Foster, and that's fasting from shopping. Now, those of us who hate shopping think this is a wonderful discipline. But there are people who are addicted to retail therapy, as they call it. A week or so back, my wife and I returned to our home parish in Battersea, where they've been building Battersea Power Station, or renovating it for about five or six years, and because our daughters live nearby, we thought, we'll go and visit it. It's finished now, so off we went. This building is vast. It was vast before. And as you walk in, there's a plaque saying, you can fit St Paul's Cathedral completely into this building. And I thought to myself, how very telling that is. The gods of commerce have built this vast temple to commercialism. And it's full of shops, some of the most expensive shops you'll ever see. And it's huge. Maybe there is a case for rationing our commitment to the gods of commerce. And I tell you, it was full of worshippers, Battersea Power Station. Various ways of fasting. 
I mentioned earlier this week to someone that I was preaching on this subject and she said to me, oh, I fasted once from wearing makeup. And I fasted for a period of no makeup and then when I thought, well, I'll take it back up again, somehow I felt I didn't really want to. Something had broken. Now that's very, very significant because in all this talk of fasting and abstaining, the key question for us to ask ourselves is this. What habits am I addicted to that I would find very difficult to give up or set aside? And what power do they have over me? Because the fact is, as Jesus once said himself, if our lives are not controlled by the Lord, they will be controlled by some other God. In his reference there, he was talking about money. Think about the control money has over your life and over mine. Can we only do what our money allows us to do? then we're not in control of it. It's in control of us. And it has the power, as Jesus said, of a god, mammon, he called it. Now, there's nothing wrong with money, of course. There's nothing wrong with food. But when you try to abstain from some of the things that control us, we begin to realise who's controlling, who's pulling the strings in our lives. I may have told you about a a guy I knew in North London who was addicted to sport, believe it or not. He was a PE teacher, actually, in a big secondary school. Steve was his name. But every evening after school, it was sport. Every weekend, it was sport. Then Steve became a Christian, and he had a struggle because he wanted to come to church on Sunday, but it meant giving up a significant sporting activity. He managed that, and later on when he gave his testimony, he said this, I have come to realise that sport has been my God. I didn't control it, it controlled me. Now, one of the great benefits of abstaining is that it helps us identify the powers that shape our behaviour. Nothing wrong with TV or mobile phones or money or food, unless they are controlling us. The Lord can use spiritual disciplines to reshape us and to set us free, just as the bonsai master trains the branches, so the Lord Jesus trains us to be his disciples. And one of the great benefits, apart from freedom, is resilience. So resilient can the disciple of Christ be that you can live through any crisis, any catastrophe, and still flourish. Do we have the courage to abstain? Well, our next hymn is about that. Father, hear the prayer we offer, not for ease that prayer shall be, but for strength that we may ever live our lives courageously. Let's stand to sing together.
please be seated for a short time of intercession. And I'm going to be using the pattern set out on the back of these pink or purple cards, using the headings Honesty, Gratitude, Disharmony and Grace. And the response this morning, when you hear the words, Lord, hear us, please would you respond, Lord, graciously hear us. Let us pray. Honesty. Lord Jesus Christ, we hear your call to deny ourselves and take up our cross, but to be honest, Lord, something in us resists this. Too often we desire the easy way. So we call upon you this morning to put a new and right spirit within us, to embrace your disciplines with joy. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Gratitude. Father, thank you, because you do not give up on us, but seek to train us in godly living. You discipline us because you love us. Mould us and make us to be what you will and give us the resilience to endure the trials of this life to your glory. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Disharmony. Jesus, Saviour, we confess that often we're out of step with your spirit and we don't have your compassion for those in need. So we turn to you now and lift to you those of our brothers and sisters who are victims of persecution, especially in North Korea, where thousands of your children are in labour camps on the brink of starvation because of their devotion to you. Move our hearts to plead for them, Lord, to feel their pain. And we call upon you to deliver them by your mighty hand as you delivered your people Israel from the hand of Pharaoh, from slavery in Egypt. So set your people free again. And we are bold to pray for regime change in North Korea for your name's sake. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. And grace. God of grace, give us the strength to use this season of Lent to break free from those habits that control us and to embrace your yoke for it is in serving you that we find perfect freedom. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Would you like to stand for the peace? We are the body of Christ. 
In the one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Let us then pursue all that makes for peace and builds up our common life. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let's share that peace with one another appropriately. The Lord is here. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right. It is our duty and our joy always and everywhere to give you thanks, Holy Father, almighty and everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, your only Son, our Lord. This day we give you thanks because in fulfilment of your promise you pour out your spirit upon us, filling us with your gifts, leading us into all truth and uniting peoples of many tongues in the confession of one faith. Your spirit gives us grace to call you Father, to proclaim your gospel to all nations and to serve you as a royal priesthood. Therefore, we join our voices with angels and archangels and with all those in whom the Spirit dwells to proclaim the glory of your name, forever praising you and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood, who in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself, made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of your kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Together, Christ has died 
Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him our great high priest, this our sacrifice of praise and thanks. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours for ever and ever. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith, receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. Let's pray together. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. So we stand for our final song. It passes knowledge, that dear love of thine.
Lord, we know that we can only give to you what you have already given to us. So we pray that these tokens and the monies paid into the account in other ways may be blessed by you and used to your glory to build your kingdom. For Jesus' sake. Amen. We may now want to hold out our hands to receive the blessing of God as he pours it down from heaven upon us. The Lord bless us and watch over us. The Lord make his face shine upon us and be gracious to us. The Lord look kindly on us and give us peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among us and remain with us always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. You may like to pray with someone else, and there's a prayer team at the back for that. If you want fellowship and coffee, that's at the front. Have a good week.